Hello, 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 and welcome to the Beatles World Cup, where we take 213 Beatles songs, they're pressed into kind of like a tiny little squeezing machine, and then we slowly (laughs) squeeze it further and further and further until we take it out, and there's nothing left except one tiny little nut uh, of of Beatles song. song What do we do with the nut then? Do we eat it or? Don't know. Um, Present it. Bad like analogy. a trophy. Anyway, uh, I'm Jono. I'm Rob. Uh, and Rob, we are at Heat 33. Last week, of course, uh, exciting times. We had, um, <laughs> I still can't quite my head around it. You picked Honey Don't to win, and Honey yeah. Don't won. How about um, that? Our first cover. <laughs> <laughs> had to happen. Did it? Yes, it did. Okay. Well, um, let's move on from that. We did pick out four uh, more random songs from The Box, which The Box, which is getting a little empty here, I've got to say. Um, and what were those four tunes? The four tunes, Jono, are I'm Happy Just to Dance With You from A Hard Day's Night, Birthday from The White Album, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away from Help, and No Reply from Beatles for Sale. Excellent. Let's crack right into it. This is The Beatles World Cup. Righto. Well, um, no covers in here, so let's let's crack in. <laughs> we might yeah. have a non-cover winner. Well, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm happy just to dance with you, Jono. Uh, literally and figuratively. Excellent. Um, this is the last song Lennon and McCartney wrote for George Harrison, believe it or not, to sing on an LP. After this, all the songs you hear George sing, George actually wrote. Mm. I think that's quite an interesting thing to kick off with. Mm. And uh, and fun fact, this was the first ever song recorded on a Sunday at EMI. Now, I presume it was a religious thing or, you know, it's a day of rest sort of vibe typically. Uh, but back in whenever this was recorded, 64, 65, uh, it was the first Sunday recording they ever had. I, I find that quite interesting too. I think you've been delving into a little bit of Beatles facts, haven't you? <laughs> the Work Bestie book? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, look, this is one of those early songs where we have a really strong film quality visual to go with it. Uh, of course, that being from A Hard Day's Night. And I think that enhances the song in some ways for me. I can't hear it and not think of the visuals, you know, in my head. I, I think it's a pretty strong song on its own, though. Even for a song that Lennon and Macca didn't rate... And I think John said he'd never have sung it himself. <laughs> I I think it's all right, this one. I think it's fun, Jono. Yeah. Um, I I love that line from Lennon. It's like, yeah, no, I would never have sung it. Um, but George did, so good on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is quite nice. I, I think this is probably one of my favourite George songs that he sings. That's Because it just it feels just upbeat. It feels like he's enjoying himself and... I don't know. I, I, I love a George song where it feels like it's happy and not, uh, you know, grim. Mm. Grim might yeah, be too oh, hard very, a word. No, no, uh, I, I know exactly where you're going with that. And like the guitars, particularly Lennon's rhythm guitar is just jumping along. It's, you know, oh, it's, it's quite 
fun is my word for it. Mm, absolutely. Uh, it's also been covered by the one, the only. Are you ready for it? Ooh, who? Anne Murray. Anne Murray? Really? Yeah. Oh. She covered quite a few um, Beatles songs, actually. And she also did a absolutely slamming rendition of Animal Crackers. What? Animal Crackers in my soup? Yeah. That song? Yeah. Really? Yep. My parents oh. had like the, it was like the best of Anne Murray or something like that. Like, yeah. And one of the songs in there was Animal Crackers in my soup. And what's the other one that she does? Uh, uh, da, 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 let's keep it that way. Oh. Do you know I that one? Know it. No, I don't. Right. You need to dig into your best of Anne Murray, Rob. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll um, have to Google Anne Murray later, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has got a lovely energy, a lovely rhythm. It just uh, bounces along happily. That's it. Yep. It's, it's good. It's good. It is yeah. good. Excellent. Um, 11th of October is mine. Rob, I'm not sure about yours. Let's crack into uh, birthday. <laughs> 29th of May for me. Uh, share Excellent. it with JFK, Bob Hope. I think one of the Spice Girls. It's pretty good. I Well, I think John Lennon's only a day or two before me uh, mm-hmm. in October, but uh, I share mine with Luke Perry. God rest his soul. Oh, yeah, mm. R.I.P., R.I.P., mm. yeah. Mm. Anyway, birthday from the White Album. Uh, the genesis of this was Paul came up with a riff. They were in the studio, came up with a riff, they bashed it into a quick 12-bar blues and then famously went back to his house, which was nearby at the time, to watch Jane Mansfield in The Girl Can't Help It, which was on TV that night. I think they all had a thing for Jane Mansfield and they... They went off to watch her on TV. Then they came back to the studio and decided to record the thing. And now Paul is honest enough to acknowledge that the fact that a, a birthday or a Christmas song is something that will get used a lot over time, you know, at celebrations or on TV shows, radio, whatever. So there was some sense that writing about a birthday would be handy. But generally, they just bashed this thing out. And that's about it. And in fact, John called it garbage in a, in a subsequent interview, I think, in the early 70s. Me, myself, I've never been huge on the track because the birthday angle does feel a bit novelty to me to the degree that I think I've actually got a birthday card before and I want to say it was, was for the work bestie. Um, she'll soon correct me if it wasn't. And it played a few bars of the song when you opened the birthday card. So it, it's that kind of song to me. It's it's a novelty song. So I can never take it too seriously, Jono. That's fair enough. I mean, it's a great way to kick off the second uh, disc uh, of the double album because it kicks off part two, I guess you could mm-hmm. call it. Um, it's got Patty and Yoko on vocals. They're both in there. Yes. And the la la. Um, oh no, so birthday uh, <laughs> But it's got Mal Evans Doing some hand claps Oh, oh he's back Mal is back Good old Mal um, I, I, I kind of like this, you're right It is totally novelty um, I've had it played on my birthday as well I've played it to other people on their birthday um, mm-hmm. I like that little yeah. warpy bit of feedback At the end Where it sort of goes <laughs> You know <laughs> Yes. Like that. Um, Very good. Again, this is kind of like I'm happy to, just to dance with you. It just sort of like bounces along and it's got its own energy and it's fun. It's fun. Oh, I don't it's mind got it. that big riff up front, you know. Yeah. Everyone knows that riff. Totally. Um, mm. I, th- I, think it, I think it deserves some credit. I know what you mean, though, about the novelty thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shall we move on? We, let's, let's, let's move on. We're moving on now to, hey, you've got to hide your love away. Yes. Uh, the best Bob Dylan song that Dylan never wrote. Exactly, from Help. And like the first song we did today, this has the benefit of having an excellent film clip because they can just pull it out of the movie Help, like literally. Um, but honestly, I think this song could stand on its own two feet without it. Um, John, heavily inspired by Dylan, yes, as, as you've just alluded to. Learning to write about his actual feelings, I think, rather than putting himself in a fantasy sort of situation or in another character's head, maybe. You know, he'd already done this a bit in prose. You know, he, he'd famously written, uh, he'd at least written one of his books by now. Maybe he'd written the second one as well. I'm not too sure. But in songwriting, he was still finding his way a bit with um, with sort of, you know, talking about himself. There is some ambiguity in the song, of course. Is it about an affair and he needs to hide that love away? Is it about Brian Epstein hiding his homosexuality? Is it none of the above? Is it something else? No one knows. Um I think, I think this was another one of those ones where no one asked him, or he never said. There's a few of them that have been, like the um, Angel Bird Can Sing was another one, where nobody actually knows because nobody ever asked him or he never said it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, the, the Brian Epstein thing, I think, particularly might be a, a latter-day people sort of putting their own interpretation on it. But who knows? Who knows? I, I always admit to enjoying melancholy colic songs uh this one's no different i think this one's really strong Jono. i like this one a lot i knew you'd like this one and do you know why because it doesn't feel like it should be on help it feels like it should be on rubber soul like it's it, oh. it doesn't feel helpy to me it feels more like this could easily be in that sort of norwegian wood michelle yeah. vibe yeah um so I wouldn't have been surprised if this had been on. Well, I mean, they're fairly close to each other, right? Because they're right next to each other in terms of yeah. producing oh, yeah. them. But um, I wouldn't have been surprised if this was on Rubber Soul. It's that is a really good call. And you know what? I've never thought that before in my life. Hmm. But but it's bang on what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, also covered. I'm, I'm all into the covers of these. And it's great going to Spotify because you can find them and, and listen to them. In fact, somebody's done a Spotify playlist of every single Beatles song and the best cover of that song. Oh, you'll have to share that one. I will. Uh, there's some horrible ones. Oh, I bet there are. On there. Uh, but some great ones as well. Uh, the, the um, uh, what was the one? Rocky Raccoon, which we talked about a few weeks mm-hmm. back. Uh, he's got a super groovy one, which is um, really cool. Uh, but this has been covered by the Beach Boys. It's been covered by Eddie Vedder. It's been covered by Oasis. It is on What's the Story Morning Glory, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it must be a B-side or an extra track. I don't think it's a, an album track. Well, like might have been a proper album. Oh, maybe it was on the single. Yeah, or or there's been a bonus disc, you know, with the album in some territories or something, maybe. and it's on that. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I know the Eddie, Eddie Vedder version, though. Mm. Yeah. Um, this is this is really again. This is you know how we love Norwegian wood. Uh, a few weeks back as well. This is mm. this is same ilk, very um, introspective. John, uh, beautiful lyrics. Uh, just sounding a bit too Dylan for me, to be honest. A Fair little enough. bit too, Fair and not enough. enough, John. But hey, still a beautiful song. Uh, let's move on briskly to no reply. No reply from Beatles for sale. One in a long line of John 
or at least a character John is inhabiting, as we were just talking about a moment before, having issues with a woman and really letting her know about it. Uh, basically, a guy can't contact his girlfriend, even though he knows that she's home. Uh, now, the inspiration for this was a 50s song called Silhouettes, where a guy goes to his girl's place and he can see she's inside with someone. He can see their silhouettes, the two silhouettes. So John sort of used that as his inspiration. And famously, Dick James, who was the band's music publisher, told John this was the first complete story he'd ever written in a song. Up until then, he seemed to think John's songs just sort of started but then wandered off and didn't really end properly. John said this in an early 70s interview, apparently, um, which I found quite interesting. And fun fact, a demo of this song emerged in the 90s and it had drums on it. But the Beatles investigators out there decided, well, Ringo was ill at this time. And Jimmy Nickel, who was the touring drummer when Ringo was ill, wasn't around that day. He was doing something else somewhere else he is documented as doing. So who's drumming? Bum, bum, bum. They think it was Paul. Uh, you know, spoilers. Oh, God, what uh, a mystery. Gosh, I can't wait to find out what the answer to that is. <laughs> <laughs> If you ever hear the demo, it's not Ringo and it's not Jimmy Nickel on drums. Mm. Right. Um, oh, this is a great way to kick off Beatles for Sale. Not my favourite album by a long stretch, but um, I quite like it. Uh, they originally gave it away. It wasn't theirs. And the person they gave it away to didn't end up recording it, so they recorded it. That's right. I think it was someone else from the Brian Epstein stable. Hmm. You just faffed around too much. And they're like, no, we'll take it back. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the, I nearly died, but just there. The, uh, it's just, I really love it. Mm. It's just got a good um, rawness to it. And um, some great lyrics in there too. I didn't expect to really like this one too much because I don't really, you know, go to Beatles for sale that often. But I thoroughly enjoyed No Reply. Yeah, I did. No, I, I've said on a past episode, Beatles for Sale is the, is the melancholic album where they look completely wrecked on the front cover. Mm. They're so worn out, and it starts off with three absolutely depressing songs. It's great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a nice surprise. No reply. Mm. Nice surprise. Yeah, um, yeah, it is good. Hey, that brings us to the end of our round, and I yes. I feel like Heat Thirty Three is going to be a bit of a tricky one, Rob. What do you think? It is in some ways. Uh, in other ways, it's not. Am I being brilliant? <laughs> Just brilliant. Insightful as ever. Mm, thank, you. thank you. I can explain that if you like. Okay. Look, we're just talking about No Reply being a, a great song, you know, unexpectedly for you even, and it's true. You've Got to Hide Your Love Away is a, is a fantastic song. I'm Happy Just to Dance With You. We talked about how fun that is. And even Birthday for being a novelty song, uh, we've said it's still fun. It's got a big, chunky riff. You know, it's not bad. So that's why it's kind of hard. But for me, out of these four songs, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away is still head and shoulders above the others. Yeah. It is just, isn't it? Like yeah. it is by a hair's breadth. I'd actually say no reply. It was very, very close for me. Yeah, yeah I just, I'm happy just to dance with you just because it sounds so damn good with George and he's in such a good mood. Um, <laughs> and birthday. Ah, this is a really tough week. I think there's a lot of strong contenders there, but I do I do agree with you this week, Rob, for, for once. Mm. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Just, just a, a head's breath ahead of the rest of them, but um, you're right. It's still, I mean, he wrote it to sound like Bob Dylan. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a little bit, I don't know, like here's our take on Dylan, but literally Dylan. Um, but no, still excellent song and a good choice to go through. I think well so. Well done. Oh, thank you very much. No, well done to the song. Not you, oh, Rob, oh, so much. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I knew um, that. Oh, well done. You've got to hide your love away. You don't hide away. Just keep on going. Uh, we have to pick out four more random songs from the box. Shall we do okay. this? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Digging deep. Digging deep. Here we go. Uh, number one is... Love me do. Mm, please please me. Please please me. Oh, I want you. She's so heavy. Abbey Road. Rob continuing his just say the name of the album in a yes. husky voice after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll love this one. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. And gosh, there's some good ones there already. Ooh. She loves you. Oh, a, a single, a big single, actually. Wow, heck of a week next week. Mm-hmm. Goodness, looking forward to that. Goodness, what a range! <laughs> that <laughs> literally, is actually... literally from the start to the end. <laughs> so. Yeah, gosh, it is. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, let us know what you think about this week's choice and whether you would have uh, picked birthday. You could have, maybe, you know, mm, wasn't yeah, it? Um, you can get in touch with us, thebeatlesworldcup at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Beatles World Cup. We'll also have the poll up shortly uh, so you can let us know exactly what your thoughts are. Uh, it's been very, very insightful for us to see exactly what we've got right. Actually, more right than wrong of late, I've got to say. I think we're all starting to be in the same playground, people. Mm, so that's yes. a good thing. Hmm. Cool. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Um, Have a fantastic week. We will see you next week for the Beatles World Cup Heat 34. Goodbye. Bye-bye.